You're listening to Ari Snapshots, where each fortnight we chat about the science behind the weeds and decode some of the trickier concepts which crop up. In this Ari Snapshots, we're chatting with Ari's Dr. Roberto Busi about his findings of velocity-resistant wild radish. It's not great news for growers, but knowledge is power. So let's find out a bit more about uh, this, what this finding means for growers in the industry. Roberto joins us now. How are you going, Roberto? I'm, I'm well, Jess. How are you? I'm good. Now, you're very busy. We're going to get to the bottom of what's going on here. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so, an RE Insight has gone out on this topic as well, which I will put in the show notes. But let's start with velocity. It's been around since 2009 and at the time provided a new mode of action for growers to kill radish. Why was this such an important addition to growers' spraying programs at the time? So, oh, okay, well, you mentioned uh, Velocity, so that is the brand name of a uh, herbicide that Bayer uh, brought to the Australian market uh, about 15 years ago. And, um, yeah, it, it was uh, a novel herbicide solution because the mode of action of, of, uh, of the main active of this Velocity herbicide, uh, it was a, an HPPD. Herbicides or group 27, group H, as we used to call them. And um, yeah, it, it was a sort of revolution because those herbicides are very effective on, uh, on dicotyledonous weeds. And uh, yeah, it allowed the control in cereal, selective control of wild radish. And, uh, and because, I'm, I'm going very long on, on my uh, answer here, but because it is a, a co-formulation of two actives and uh, the interaction inside the plant of these two actives, pyrosulfutol and bromoxin, is uh, synergistic. So that what meant was that uh, wild radish that had already developed as a chronic uh, wheat species with lots of herbicide resistance problems uh, could be very easily, very effectively and with minimal crop effect could be controlled. And uh, so that's why it has been the standard. It has been a great herbicide. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. And so you found in your research velocity-resistant wild radish, as we mentioned in the introduction. Can you walk us through the process of making this finding? Yeah, uh, it has uh, basically been now two years that uh, I work on, on this particular issue. It's very much consistent with my role as a part of the ARI team, ARI 6 investment from GRDC. And basically, uh, it's, it's finding relevant and key issues uh, that are affecting uh, growers and agronomists in the field. So key resistance issues and, and work uh, with agronomists and growers trying to find solutions. So um, this, um, has, uh, this problem has been found because I, I do lead the, the service provided here at UWA, uh, focusing on herbicide-resistant testing. And so this uh, sample came, was submitted by a, an agronomist that uh, from collected this sample, uh, these samples uh, in the northern part of WA cropping region and um, yeah these wild radish uh, populations were uh, multiple resistant 
And um, I had done previous work with Velocity trying to see whether I could have selected resistance by using recurrent selection with low doses, and I failed. And so this, uh, it, it was immediately clear that it was a very much higher level of resistance uh, that really stood out in my preliminary screening that I did uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, it, it just was standing out from, from distance. You could walk from outside the glass house and see that there was too much green, too many green leaves growing. Mm. Mm. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, it's uh, it's been quite a bit of work uh, uh, that involved quite a bit of a team because um, uh, back then um, I involved a master student, UWA master student, Bowen, Bowen Zhang, that, uh, yeah, basically did uh, repeated uh, studies, multiple dose responses at different plant stages, uh, uh, different environmental conditions. And so we confirm and quantify that, uh, yes, we had uh, resistance to velocity. Okay. And, Roberto, were you surprised at your findings? Pete comments in the RE Insight that's gone out on this topic that there was an awareness that there would be resistance eventually, but maybe in 20 years, not the 12 years that we have here. Was it surprising to get that finding? Yeah, Pete, Pete is always optimistic, 20 years. Uh, well, again, uh, 12 years uh, of repeated use of one single herbicide is quite uh, remarkable. And still, uh, I have to say that um, um, even, even if we were to spread the same population with velocity today a couple of times, we could have... Uh, in in a field conditions uh, satisfactory uh, control because again, as I mentioned early early on, um, the herbicide is uh, is 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 the result of true synergism between two actives and and the synergism despite the fact that uh, the wild radish developed resistance to one component still delivers quite a bit of uh, efficacy. So yeah, it took it took a long time to to evolve this first case. We are working on on this factor that is affecting resistance. So we we never are quite sure how many shots we have before we have resistance in in a field situation. And so, luckily enough, I have a, a PhD student at the moment, Rex. Rex Cow that is um, doing PhD part-time with Ari. Uh, he's also fully employed with the New Farm WA team. And so uh, he's following up the issue in different fields that we have in the meantime characterized to have a, you know, from a smaller to larger problem uh, in terms of uh, multiple resistance and also that multiple resistance affecting the efficacy of velocity. So we want to, again, better understand uh, what is the, the, the herbicide history that may lead to a resistance problem to this group, 27 herbicides, velocity included. And also we are looking at uh, trying, of course, to, to solve the problem uh, from a, at, at the very least, from a herbicide control point of view. So Rex is looking at um, uh, mixtures from one way or two way, three way, four way mixtures. And so we are trying to do more work on 
quantify and characterizing whether we can add anything into the tank together with velocity or swapping over to other uh, modes of action that uh, do deliver effective control of wild radish and see how we can manage the problem. That sounds like really important work, Roberto. And you mentioned that you found cross-resistance in your research too to similar herbicides. What did you find here? Yeah, in, in the initial testing, I did characterize the, the profile of, of resistance as cross-resistant to other modes of action. So this herbicide was resistant to group uh, B, group 2 now, to group 4, which is the, all the group I, so, you know, phenoxys herbicides and uh, sulfonylureas uh, would not work on, on this particular population. But, yeah, the... Group F herbicides still were effective. So I did that type of work. But then, of course, I also studied within the group 27. So within the group H, uh, we, we can use now three, three different actives. Velocity is one, uh, Callisto is one, and uh, we will uh, get back again uh, one herbicide that is temporarily under review, which is frequency. So, yeah, there are three different uh, actives belonging to the same uh, mode of action uh, that can be used. And, um, yeah, Bowen, as I said, did all the early work and we compare all of the three different actives. And, um, yeah, uh, there was quite a bit of cross-season to to all of them. A different level. The particular thing is that uh, the use pattern of one of them, which is uh, Mesotrion Callisto. Uh, Callisto is using pre-em- pre-emergent, while velocity and frequency are used post-emergent. So we, yeah, we found that there is quite a bit of uh, response if radish is spread uh, smaller or, or bigger. But if you think about the smallest plant size that you can spray radish at is the seed. And so Callisto is applied uh, pre-emergent, so it's applied onto the seed. And we found that, uh, yeah, resistance uh, was very low uh, when the, we sprayed uh, the um, HPPD in pre-emergent. And, and that was then confirmed by a, a field study that we did at one of those uh, two sites that we found. And we found that, yeah, in field conditions, Callisto was uh, 100% effective. So there are small differences that uh, we need to, to know about. We can only know about those small differences that can make a, a good difference when it comes to radish control in the field. We only know about them if we look at them closely with, you know, for example, extensive and comprehensive uh, herbicide resistant testing. So yes, the, we have worked and we are still working on the on fully characterizing the, um, the profile of cross resistance and uh, at the other end, I mean, uh, onto the, uh, we, are, we are also looking at this issue at the, f- at the fundamental level, at the biochemistry and physiological level. And so that is the work that um, Danica, Dr. Danica Gogini is doing here in uh, in Ari together uh, with me. And it's great because we had full support from Bayer. That is the company that has developed Velocity. Bayer gave us uh, uh, a year ago radioactive Velocity, which is nothing to be worried about, but is basically the material that we need to study and to track where 
and what the herbicide does inside the plant. So we will fully unravel and, and clarify the, the cross resistance. So then we can be very confident that we go, when we go out into the field and we use a suite of herbicides, we are confident of the efficacy and we are confident of the what could be the end result if we use herbicide A, B, C, X, Y, Z. Excellent. And so for now, what we know about velocity from your research, what's the best approach for growers to take given this this knowledge of, about um, resistance to velocity? What should growers be doing in response? Yes, I, I think that as always, uh, you know, try to be as proactive as, as they can possibly be. And we mentioned already about resistant testing. Uh, you know, there is a full campaign that keeps on, on going from with smart about the the big six approach and certainly the fact that there is resistance to this new herbicide is removing one of the tool from the toolbox because it's an important class of herbicides but having said that uh, clearly this is not uh, by any mean the time to to be desperate i mean there is plenty of options available chemical and non-chemical and uh, and because uh, the selective control of wild radish relies quite heavily on uh, co-formulated herbicide mixtures, there is plenty of room for other herbicides to help. But again, yeah, uh, it would have been better without resistance. But we are absolutely on, on the front foot. Again, if I have still a couple of minutes, yes, sorry. We, we, <laughs> yeah, went, no, sorry. we went quite long, but, you know, it's, yeah, I... I it's, it's, it's an important issue, but it's not yet very widespread. And it's not widespread. And, and the, the metric that we should use is that uh, it's the first case, but it has never really been picked up by, for example, random surveys. If the problem starts to be picked up by random surveys, then that will be a bit of a, a bell that is warning us to the, on the fact that now it's much more widespread. At the moment, it's still concerning, you know, maybe 5% or so of the paddocks out there. So it's, it's something that it's not widespread and it can be managed, managed well. So it's all good. Definitely, yeah. So, yeah, definitely make sure you resistance test. And I'll put the link in for the Weed Smart Big Six as well because if you're rotating uh, the different methods of weed control, that definitely helps as well. But thank you so much for giving us an update on your research. Very interesting and important topic and we really appreciate you taking the time. Well, no, thank you, Jess. I mean, um, this is this is basically what we do here at ARI. We are uh, on the front line of finding uh, issues that are novel and then working uh, with the, the whole industry to tackle them and to solve them. And and it's great because uh, yet the art insight has also clarified, you know, Peter has done a bit of, of work trying to to dig uh, a little bit into the issue. So it's, it's really interesting what he, he came up with and what he has uh, written on about. So, yeah, we are here, um, you know, uh, WA growers in particular should should feel fully confident that uh, somebody is working on the on those emerging issues and uh, yeah we are always here to to help basically 
Definitely. Well, thank you again, Roberto, and I'll put all those links to the RE Insight and other links in the show notes. Thank you so much. No worries. Thank you.